Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is the Cities Podcast. We're starting a new year with an old problem. Let's face it, COVID rates are reaching new peaks just as the Christmas holidays wind down. And it's a combination of COVID, indoor gatherings, and family get-togethers that's all kind of causing this problem. The only difference is... We got a vaccine now that we thought would make this season different from last year. We talked with Scott County Health Department Director Amy Thorson, who is trying to get more people vaccinated and, of course, keep more people healthy. And Amy, let's talk about this holiday season compared to last, because it seems like the situation is just as bad, if not worse. How is that possible? Well, I think this year we're seeing a lot of everything. So last year at this time, we weren't seeing as much illness. People were staying home. Uh, just in general, the health systems weren't as busy. Certainly the COVID cases were, numbers were really high, but the severity of illness is, is much worse this year. And that's where we're seeing problems with the hospitalizations uh, for COVID, but then other uh, illnesses as well. We also know that the Delta variant makes people sicker. And for those individuals who are getting exposed and contracting the Delta variant and haven't yet been vaccinated, they get a lot sicker in many instances. And it just does seem that, I mean, because we're hearing it over and over again, that almost eight out of 10 uh, ICU patients that have COVID were unvaccinated. I mean, that's a frightening statistic. But some people who are unvaccinated are just going to say, well, that's just fear mongering. Yeah, and, and we understand that. I, I think our purpose through this whole thing has been to try to educate people and protect the public in general. And so if we're not sharing the information and sharing the facts and, and what science is showing us, then we're not doing our job because people are going to need the information to make decisions. And, and I certainly wish we had a better story to share. Um, but there are stories that you hear from healthcare providers all the time as somebody's looking to get vented saying, can I get my vaccine? And by that point, it's too late. We've been hearing so much about the, the predominant uh, uh, Delta variant is what we're seeing in the hospitals right now. Does that mean that we're not necessarily seeing the original COVID infection? I mean, it's, it's morphed more mm -hmm. into this uh, Delta variant? Yes, since this summer, we really here in the, the Scott County area uh, and Iowa in general uh, have seen the Delta variant be the primary variant. And, and you'll remember as we started out, we had the original variant and then we saw more concern about the UK variant and there have been variants all along, but the surveillance is showing right now that Delta is the primary variant uh, circling. 
Well, and that's why the, these viruses are so insidious, and this is not uh, out of the ordinary. I mean, it just kind of morphs. It becomes a variant unto itself over and over and over again as it tries to find a way to survive. Absolutely, and that's been one of the other reasons that we want people to get vaccinated. Certainly the primary reason and the primary design for that vaccine was to keep people from becoming seriously ill and ending up uh, in the hospital. But the other component of that is if more people are protected, then the variants and this virus doesn't have as many places to go. And then it has less places to to change. And and that's what we don't want to have happen because the variants can change and become worse or they could change and become better. That would be a lovely gift that we would all appreciate. Uh, but as you see, uh, Delta has changed to make people more sick. There was an interesting point that uh, Dr. Katz, who is an infectious disease expert and is also the medical director for the Scott County Health Department, works for the uh, uh, Impact Life uh, Blood Center as well. He makes a, a point that when you're taking a look at these vaccines, vaccines aren't meant to necessarily wipe out the virus. Otherwise, you know, you would have wiped out flu long ago. It's to diminish the impact if you get it. Absolutely. The the true way that these vaccines work are to prevent serious illness and death. And that was what they were tested on. And that was what the goal was. As we looked into 21 last year and vaccines being more available, we wanted to see that serious illness and, and deaths happen because that has been the, the biggest tragedy in this COVID uh, pandemic. When you take a look at the statistics statewide for Iowa and statewide for Illinois, they're touting 70% vaccination rates uh, of at least people getting one dose, um, if not more, of, of the COVID vaccines. And yet we're seeing this problem. Um, it just seems so odd to me that, you know, this time last year we were all waiting for this vaccine. Now we're getting it and we're still in the same boat. Yeah, it, it is frustrating for everybody, isn't it? I think we all thought that um, 2021 would be so much better than 2020. And there have been some high points, um, but we're still dealing with this pandemic. And, and I think while we are looking at overall percentages, having at least received one dose, um, when I look at the, the data here for Scott County, um, we're at 69.8% of those that are eligible so five and older. But when we start looking at that uh, per age group, we have the older population. So if we look at that data for those 65 and older, we're at 95% having received one dose of vaccine and almost 90% fully vaccinated. Um, so when you average that out, you're dealing with younger populations um, that are in the 40s and 50%. And so those are the individuals that are out and about and, and have the ability to spread it through um, school or work or entertainment activities they participate in and then um, bring it home or uh, take it to family that, that may be more vulnerable. We have seen, and, and you have seen it in, in your statistics as well, is that the older you are, the more susceptible you are 
to having COVID become fatal. The older people seem to mm -hmm. die. When you're in your middle age, it has some serious respiratory issues that might be lifelong, but is certainly long lasting for so many people that I know that have gotten it. And then for the younger children, uh, perhaps it's not as bad, although we do know of more than a dozen children who are hospitalized in Iowa all across the state. Um, is that kind of what you're still seeing? Is, is that uh, as you get older, the impact of COVID still becomes greater? Uh, definitely. We see the impact being in older people because a lot of times they have other things going on. Uh, there's very few people who get into their 60s, 70s, 80s without having some um, underlying condition um, or just their body doesn't respond as well to vaccine. And so we do see that in the older population. And then we also know that there's there are younger, younger people who have chronic health conditions uh, or maybe undergoing treatment for cancer, things like that, and, and they can be more susceptible as well. You know, your body uh, needs a lot of things to fight off illness, and, and we just don't all have that uh, our entire lifespan. Kids are going to be on a holiday break. They return to school in January after being through these family get-togethers, Thanksgiving all the way through Christmas. Do you have concerns for the upcoming 2022 school year? Well, I think we're, we're worried because the, um, the numbers we've seen since Thanksgiving are, are just on a dramatic increase, and we haven't started to level off yet. Um, and so we know that that could be the case after the Christmas holiday as well as as we all look to try to spend some time with people we may not have seen as much or or to celebrate um, in a variety of other ways and so uh, we do have concerns and and that's why we're really encouraging people uh, to to wear masks when they're indoors i know that's not fun um, i don't like it either um, but when i'm in indoor settings to do that um, if you're with a group of people that you don't know their vaccine status, that's an area to be particularly uh, pay attention to is, is to wear your mask. Consider getting vaccinated. And probably one of the most important ones for all of us to remember is if you're having symptoms or if you've been around somebody who's positive, don't go. Don't go to the party. Don't go to the family gathering. Don't go to church. Um, it's hard, we know, but we don't want you to spread something to someone else. One of the few blessings of last year was, of course, the flu season uh, being mm -hmm. just almost non-existent, not only in the Midwest and in the Quad City area, but nationwide. What are you seeing so far uh, this flu season? Um, we are seeing flu. We're not seeing huge numbers uh, at this time. We usually start to see an increase in those cases in January, February, and so we'll see. A lot of times flu, just like we're worried about with COVID, uh, you go visit your family in some other part of the, the country, which may be having flu outbreaks, and you bring it home and it, it just continues to spread. So um, we anticipate seeing more numbers of, of flu after the holidays, but we are seeing flu in the community right now. And I know you hear that people are tired of hearing about COVID and it's almost ironic because why would you say that to a healthcare worker who has been living it yeah. day in and day out for 22 months? How is your staff doing? I mean, is it, we, we're hearing that nurses are having such a difficult time, the so healthcare workers inside mm -hmm. the hospitals and clinics are having a difficult time. What about the people on the, uh, uh, the front row, the, 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 the ranks of the public health workers? 
I think uh, for public health workers, um, our most stressful time was probably this time last year as we were continuing to do contact tracing and um, beginning to plan for all the vaccine efforts. So that definitely was a very different stressful time. I think right now uh, we're just we're just frustrated because we know that this topic of COVID has has become so controversial and and we just want to protect our community. And, you know, we talk with our healthcare partners every week and we listen to the struggles that they're going through and we try to figure out how can we, um, how can we help them? Where else could we get test kits? How could we be promoting messaging? And so we're just trying everything that we can. And so I think that frustration is really hard and then we're backlogged. So there's a lot of work that that wasn't happening that now um, as everything opens back up, we're, we're backlogged and we're trying to get to that. And um, so it, it's it's definitely not a setting like the hospital workers who are being asked to, to care for people that they don't normally care for in a whole different settings. But it, it's still a challenging time and we keep getting new messages and and needing to get brought back into discussions. And, and so it, it's back to the uncertainty and that, that was really hard for all of us last year. Amy Thorson, the director of the Scott County Health Department. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens and watch The Cities Thursday nights at seven, Sunday afternoon at four and Monday night at six on WQPT PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.